This is the Orville Christian Church Podcast. Each week, you'll find content that helps you take your next step closer to Jesus. Join us online at orville.church slash live. Next week, we are launching a new study called Rooted. And Rooted is it's two things. For one, we're doing a sermon series on Sunday morning uh, through several rhythms or habits of following Jesus, and we'll, we'll begin that next Sunday. But Rooted is also a small group curriculum environment where if you're not currently engaged in a small group, you can join Rooted, get plugged in with a group, and walk through life with that group. Or if you're already in an existing group, existing groups uh, will go through Rooted at, at some point in the future. Maybe your group is going to go through it this fall or at some point in the future because we're going to do Rooted as a, on a regular basis to launch new groups and to kind of sure up our foundation as our small groups. So if you're interested in that, chat with me here today after the service. Well, friends, again, we're excited to worship, and I know we all kind of come into church sometimes with in different places. You know, maybe you are in a good spot this morning. You're, you're excited to be here. Or maybe, you know, there was tension in the car on the way here and you're a little stressed. Well, regardless of where you're at, I know that God sees you. He's, he loves you and he is looking to move in you today. And so I'd like to pray over you and then we're going to read some scripture and jump into our service. Good morning, Father. Thank you so much for a new day, a new Sunday, a new day to worship you and to look to you, to see you. God, we, we want to be molded by you, to be shaped by you, to God, to, to be drawn into doing good for you. So Lord, maybe there's something in, in our lives you want to speak to today. Maybe you want to encourage, maybe you want to challenge us. Lord, we just open ourselves to that. And we ask, Lord, that you speak, you move, uh, you shape us. It's in your name, Jesus, that we pray together. Amen. Paul, a servant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ to further the faith of God's elect and their knowledge of the truth that leads to godliness in the hope of eternal life, which God, who does not lie, promised before the beginning of time, and which now, at his appointed season, he has brought to light through the preaching entrusted to me by the command of God our Savior, to Titus, my true son in our common faith, grace and peace from God the Father in Christ Jesus our Savior. Titus 1, 1-4. Well, back on July 18th, we started a, a series of messages through a little New Testament book in the Bible called Titus. We titled the series, Doing Good, because that's the main theme of the book. For example, an elder, someone who is a leader in the church, is to be one who loves what is good. Chapter 1, verse 8. Older women are to teach what is good to younger women, chapter 2, verse 3. Titus himself was to set an example 
men and women of all ages in the church. He was to set an example by doing what is good. Chapter two, verse seven. And for those that are followers of Jesus, we are to be eager to do what is good. Chapter two, verse 14. We are also to be ready to do whatever is good. Chapter three, verse one. And we are to learn to devote ourselves to doing what is good. Chapter three, verses eight and 14. If we were to sum up the Christian life, we could really do it with two words. Doing good. That's what Jesus wants his church to be about. In fact, that's what he was about. Check out this verse. The Bible says, God anointed Jesus with the Holy Spirit and power, and he went around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil because God was with him. Jesus went around doing good, healing, teaching, serving, praying, and ultimately offering himself as a sacrifice for sins. Now, obviously, we're not Jesus, right? I mean, he is the perfect son of God, but what does doing good look like for a follower of Jesus? One of our core values here at OCC is forward momentum. We ask, what's our next step, and boldly act on it. We, we want to practice this value together today. Our service is, is going to be a little different today. We're going to spend some time, some extended time worshiping and reflecting. We want to apply the message of Titus that we've been, over, been in over the last several weeks to our lives. We want to boldly act and take our next step. We want there to be forward momentum in your life and in the life of our church. In the opening verses of Titus, which Jesse just read for us, the Apostle Paul starts by stating who he is in Christ. He writes, Paul, a servant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ. This is significant because who we are determines what we do. Identity comes before activity. You know, today I stand here unashamedly as a Cleveland Browns football fan uh, I haven't been able to say unashamedly for over 20 years, right? But, but I proudly now wear the shirt. This is part of who I am. As many of you know, uh, the Browns have their first game today. Uh, my son and I will be watching and cheering them on. We root, we root for the Browns. That's what we do because that's who we are. We are Browns fans. Now, if you follow Satan and are a Steelers fan... <laughs> You cheer for the stealers, okay? The Bible says thou shalt not steal, right? And so stealers go to hell. I'm sorry to tell you that, okay? But seriously now, who we are, who we are determines what we do. Here in Titus, Paul's identity as a servant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ, it shaped his activity, which was to further the faith of God's elect, the church, and their knowledge of the truth that leads to godliness. Paul's activity to teach and preach and to plant churches, all of that flowed out of his identity as a follower of Jesus. And so I wanna ask you today, who are you? Are you a follower of Jesus? Have you put on Christ? Is that the jersey, so to speak, that you wear and the name you bear? Over the past two days, 
We've had two people that have been baptized as a part of OCC's ministry, and another baptism is going to take place later today. But these folks are taking their next step toward Jesus, and baptism signifies a death, burial, and resurrection. There's new life and a new identity in Christ. The book of Titus speaks of this in chapter 3, starting at verse 4. It says, but when the kindness and love of God our Savior appeared, that's Jesus, he saved us, not because of righteous things we had done, but because of his mercy. It was his work, not ours. He saved us through what? The washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Man, this is the good news of the gospel. Not only does God forgive us, but he transforms us by the Holy Spirit. Verse eight, this is a trustworthy saying, Paul says, and I want you to stress these things so that those who have trusted in God and what he did may be careful to what? Devote themselves to doing what is good. These things are excellent and profitable for everyone. Notice here, the doing good comes after the good work God does in us. The work of renewing and recreating. He makes us a new person. He clothes us with a new jersey, so to speak. He gives us a new identity. And because of our new identity, we now have a new activity. It's the ministry of doing good. That's what we are saved for. And because of God's work in our lives, we can be the kind of person who lives a life of doing good. The Bible says in Ephesians 2.10, for we are God's handiwork. We are his masterpiece. That's our identity. And we have been created in Christ Jesus to what? Do good. Do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. See, God has saved us, and he has transformed us in order to be about doing good. And make no mistake, he has some good things for you and for me to do. We want you to think about this as we worship today. What what does doing good look like for you? As we consider this, I, I want to invite you to stand. We're going to worship our awesome God together. And let's worship him, not just for what he has done, but for who he is. He is our God, and he has saved our soul. Amen? Let's stand and sing. Amen. Hey, you can be seated. Like John said, at the beginning, this service is going to feel and look a little different than what we normally do on a Sunday morning. And this is a, a, a time of reflection and discussion next. So if you're at home, you can uh, talk with the people that you're there with here in the room. Uh, if you're by yourself, you can just spend some time individually reflecting. But if you came with somebody or you're comfortable talking to the person behind you, uh, talk about these questions here. You know, how should your identity in Christ influence your activity moving forward? What, what, what should you do? Remember, who you are shapes what you do. 
So we're going to sing a song now while you guys talk amongst yourselves, spend some time reflecting on what we've learned over the past nine weeks as we've walked through Titus. For the grace of God has appeared that offers salvation to all people. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age while we wait for the blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all wickedness and to purify for himself a people that are his very own, eager to do what is good. Titus 2, 11 through 14. Jesus came to seek and save the lost. We once were lost, but now we're found. We go into a time of communion now to remember the sacrifice that Jesus gave for us. It's a gift we don't deserve, but because of his great mercy and his grace, we can be made new in him. At home, you can get your elements ready. Here in the room, you got these little packets on the way in. Hey, if you, if you forgot one on the way in, you can stand up and go get it now. Um, no big deal. This little bread on the top piece here, this represents Jesus' body that was broken for us. And when we eat it, we remember him. 2,000 years ago, we remember him. Like we just sang about what can wash us clean, what can wash us white as snow. It's only the precious blood of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for what you've done. We remember and drink this together. Oh, Father, you are good, and you have a plan, and you've always had a plan. Help us to lean into that. Help us to trust you more. We need you, God. Make yourself known to us right now in this place. For anyone who's watching online, would you reveal yourself to them now? Thank you, Jesus. We invite you to stand, and we're going to keep singing together. Just like we did earlier, now we're going to move into another time of reflection. We are saved by God's amazing grace, but we are saved to do good. What are some ways you can be the kind of person who is devoted to doing good wherever God has placed you? If you're here in the room, you can talk about this with others around you. Or if you're at home, you can talk to those watching with you. And if you're watching by yourself, why don't you text someone you care about? You can discuss it together. Go ahead and reflect on that now. foolish, disobedient, deceived, and enslaved by all kinds of passions and pleasures. We lived in malice and envy, being hated and hated one another. But when the kindness and the love of God, our Savior, appeared, he saved us, not because of righteous things we had done, but because of his mercy. He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ, our Savior. 
so that having been justified by his grace, we might become heirs, having the hope of eternal life. This is a trustworthy saying, and I want you to stress these things so that those who have trusted in God may be careful to devote themselves to doing what is good. These things are excellent and profitable for everyone. Titus 3, 3 through 8. Out what God has done for us. He has saved us. He has transformed us. He has given us a new identity, and along with that, a new activity. It's, it's the ministry of doing good. Do you remember where you were and what you were doing 20 years ago yesterday? Some of you were probably too young or maybe not even born yet, but September 11th, 2001 is one of those days etched in our memory. I was in my office in Collegeville, Pennsylvania, a suburb of Philadelphia. I was on staff at a new church there. And as I was working that morning, a friend told me over the phone that a plane had crashed into the World Trade Center. We had a small TV in the office, and so a few of us gathered around, and we watched in stunned silence as the events unfolded and the reality of a terrorist attack set in. This was the scene for days and weeks after the attacks, rescue workers searching for survivors around the clock. On 9-11, we witnessed the worst of humanity, but we also witnessed the best as people came together to help and support one another. In the days that followed, story after story of doing good was shared and celebrated. The Bible says in Romans 12, 21, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with what? With good, doing good. According to the book of Titus, doing good means living a life of purity and self-control, being a spiritual mentor to someone, working to maintain harmony in relationships, being peaceable and considerate, it means avoiding foolish arguments and serving the needs of others. An example of this in scripture is a lady named Tabitha. The Bible says she was always doing good and helping the poor. Man, what a, what a testimony. Like, like Tabitha, may we as a church be known for always doing good, whatever that might be. The Bible says in Galatians 6, 9, let us not become weary in doing good. For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. It starts with identity. We are servants of God. We're followers of Jesus. He has saved us and transformed us. And out of that identity comes activity, a ministry of doing good. You know, part of our mission at OCC is to send people out to impact their world. And that's what we want to do today. We are sending you out today to do good this week. Don't just wear the team jersey, but get off the sidelines and onto the field. Next Sunday, Rooted begins. Maybe a next step for you today is to get connected in a group where you can start doing good with others. 
you're watching online, leave us a comment online. We'd love to connect with you. If you're, if you're in the building, drop by our next step area in the back. We'd love to meet with you. We'd love um, just to connect with you, especially if this is your first time with us today. Or if you want prayer or more information, the next step area is a great resource. You can also fill out the connect card that's located on the back of the seat in front of you and you can put it in one of the drop boxes on your way out. But friends, let's be, let's be the kind of people that live lives of doing good. We'll see you next Sunday. You're dismissed.